and we're back. Your boy Joe Thunder. Bonk. Chill. I'm bad at cons. Uh-huh. Cause I, I had to fist fight my whole <laughs> my whole youth. Man. You're always fighting? Man. If you ever run into Mac and D, ask around about them. D will tell you, I got in a fight as a kid, and uh, he he saw both of them. The first time, these kids jumped me. One of them hit me with the damn pool ball, and they was beating me with a, a pool stick. So I blacked out, damn. and he was pulling them off of me. I was like, all right, bet. So like the next week, I went in there and did the same thing to them two kids. Right. So he was pulling me off of them. Like, yo, man, you little monster, bitch. I was like, you seen what they did to me last week? He was like, it was justified. I'm just saying. So, um, that's, I mean, it was always like that. All my friends, we done fought. They just, it, it, it's like a rites of passage in the black neighborhood. Stop that shit. <laughs> oh, there was, there was a time when we used to catch the heads, you know what I mean? That's all we did. Because it wasn't no guns. Like how y'all got guns now? We wasn't shooting like that. We The shooter, if there was a shooter, we knew exactly who he was because he was the only motherfucker that could get a gun. Right. We didn't have guns like that. So I was moving like that, and we was, you know, I was big on the combative con transformer thing. Um, when I put it together with hip-hop, because mm-hmm. my imagination, like in that song we was listening to, Hit my imagination, switch and watch the battle worsen. As they form the physical atoms of as they swarm the physical atoms of the shape changer. Transform my poisonous molecules into toxic vapor. <laughs> they begin to cough. I knock a couple hundred off. I pursue through the body residue, but they're in regions. Waiting to battle me in their legions. Will I make it? Can I take it when they all jump upon me? Being overwhelmed by the zombies. Right? Yeah. So this is 90 stuff. But I was like, this is what is the thing. And so I go to the World Supremacy 91. I don't even get a chance to do my transformation. Mm-hmm. Super Nat is transforming on the damn stage, going <laughs> underwater, doing his thing. So I'm like, all right. So me and Super Nat meet at Shaquille O'Neal's birthday party. <clears throat> my man Chris Christmas and Jeff and them and Rush Your Peace, uh, Rush uh, Your Soul Dwayne, um, from Too Hype. Because they're in charge of it. They're mm-hmm. running Reebok. They're the one who grabbed Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, who you just heard from, and bring him over. He's doing Kobe and Shaquille O'Neal's first sneaker. That's fucking crazy, bro. So Kobe's coming down. Me and Kobe is chatting philosoph- philosophically mm-hmm. um, because, I, you know, I'm deep in the history. So you knew and met, have met Kobe before? Kobe was my man. Rest your soul. Yep, um, R.I.P. And he hung with Dallas a lot. But he always wanted to talk to me, so he come in town like, "Where chill at?" So I'm, you know, I'm always like, "Yo, whatever you trying to do." Um. So, me and Kobe would talk at the Two Hype Studio, and then uh, we would go, we were going to Shaq's Shaq's birthday. It's when he's still with Orlando, I believe, at the time, and uh, it's in Minnesota, where Prince's Club. So I'm on BET. Big Les is interviewing me for a little bit. But before that, she shows me and Prince Paul on stage, or uh, Peter Paul on stage. Mm-hmm. Peter Paul is my partner uh, with Marquess and him. Him is Stretch and uh, uh, 
Khalif. Shout out to Khalif. They do the uh, Remember the Time video in Michael Jackson. Right. So they create that dance. Farsighters in that shit too. Yeah. So you see Khalif, um, my man Leaf, you see um, Peter Paul, and you see my man Stretch. Stretch has a whole dance video out about old school hip hop, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> like Devin's dance moves. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, he's dope. Yeah. <laughs> Stretch is a monster. So, we're out there and we're doing our thing. And Tretch, uh, I'm on the mic and then it's a cypher. A cypher pops off. So, we got Black Sheep out there. Shout out to my man, uh, CeeLo and them, uh, Drez and Mr. Long. We got the Legion out there. Shout out to that whole clique. My man CeeLo, who taught me how to play CeeLo. Um, Naughty by Nature, the Fushnickens, Akinelli. Shout out to Akinelli. Um, shout out to Naughty by. Y'all know your fam. Um, it's a bunch of crews out there for his birthday party. Right. And because uh, he was a, I mean, he. That's one cat who has like music with damn near every fucking icon you could think of, right? He has a song with Big. He has a song. I think he don't have one with Pac, but he has. I mean, he has Big Pun. Like he had fucking everyone. Yes. Like, ridiculous. And Shaq could flow. He could really flow. You like you old basketball, you old goofy, and he get on the mic and start tearing it down. He just did a song with Zero. I seen um. He did a song with the Young Coyotes. Have you heard of those cats? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> There's some Mexican cats with bars, but gangster? Shaq is ridiculous, man. Shaq. I was even surprised that I listened to, because we listened to the whole song the other night, because I was telling the homie, and I was kind of shocked that Shaq would be on a song like that, but I mean. Well, Shaq is from Jersey. Yeah. So the cats forget, you know what I'm saying? He in the mix. He in <laughs> Yeah. Shaq was in the mix. And so it's, it was so funny because uh, Tretch is like, yo, give me the mic. Give me the mic. I'm like, hold up. And so my man Mock from the Fushnickens, mm -hmm. I'm like, family first. You know what I'm saying? I got to let me take care of mine. Shout out to my man Tretch. But Tretch had fronted on me <laughs> at the Flavor Unit joint because Latifah was bigging me up. Uh, my man uh, Vinny was bigging me up. Tretch like, he all right. <laughs> Looking at me like competition instead of like, yeah, that could be my brother. We should rock it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Big up to my man Tretch, though. Um, so I pass it to Mock. So immediately when I pass it to the Foosh niggas, they like, yo, we rocking with you. So anytime, like Chip, Chip is my man. Chip, General Chip, he 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 on there too. He on the joint. I showed you. Um, they know it's all love. And then they was coming down here. To Colorado anyway, back in the day when we used to throw events in Boulder. Right. My man Francois and them, uh, and Alvin, and we would rock, and then they would rock, and then, you know, so we did that with them, Lords of the Underground, uh, Keith Murray, um, on down. You're naming all my favorites, bro. Mm-hmm. Keith Murray is the shit. Keith was, Keith was fan. Lords of the Keith. Underground. Keith's so funny. Now, real quick, you know what's funny is I had the same homie. That introduced me to both Keith Murray and like Lords of the Underground kind of at the same time. And he was like the little homie. And <laughs> he was like the little homie before, like he was like four years younger. And I remember one day, his name is Play, shout out. But he was like, You gotta listen to Lords of the Underground, this Keith Murray shit. And like after that, after that shit, I was hooked on both of them, bro. You're astronomical, it's comical. 
And you listen to him on the doo-wop tapes, bro, he be killing it. He be barring it up. Doo-wop was so dope. Between him and Ron G, man, and Vic Most, some of my favorite DJs right there, yo. Right. Favorite and K Slate, shit. R.I.P. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Man, um, it just it was nuts though, man. It was just nuts. And uh Chip being he went down he would come down to, to the events in Boulder and uh him and him and Mark Empock. So when I seen them in Minnesota, of course, it's going to fan first. Right. <clears throat> I don't care who it is. So we've been we've been you know, that's been fan forever. I can imagine the cipher at Shaq's birthday party type shit. Ridiculous. Some of it's on, it was on BET. Some of it I think you can catch on YouTube. And Big Les is interviewing everybody as we so come she, on Oh, stage. yeah, that's right. You said she was there, so. Mm-hmm. Her, Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo's so fine. Is she? That girl was big. Yo. She is thick. <laughs> she, and he was like, yo, she think you cute. I was like, yo, I think she's gorgeous. <laughs> She had those Man. eyes. She had that booty. Mm-hmm. The booty was incredible, B. I didn't know. And Les, you remember, Les was known for her hiney mm-hmm. from uh, LL's video, uh, Round the Way Girl. So when we see it, I was like, this is, yo, did you see her? And it's real. We- <laughs> right. There wasn't no booty injections at the time. Between them two and Rachel off Caribbean Vibes on BET, that's who that's who Biggie talking about. I'd rather be in Caribbean sands with Rachel or something real. Yep, yep. We all dreamed of Rachel. But um anyway, we had met there. Um Dallas was doing their sneakers. Um I was uh emceeing and pushing stuff, pushing forth, and uh but they just messed up my deal, you know. That's all. If 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 I if I sign any of the deals that were on the table for me, you know, Colorado's in the mix early. Right. Uh, you know, and you can ask the different MCs. Uh Black Thought did the same thing while Clef thought he was going to do. Yeah, I bet yeah, who won the battle? And he spit his bars and then I spit my bars. And you could see the picture. He didn't want to take the picture, but I, yeah, you take the picture. So my sister clicks the picture. You got him behind me like. Where was this at? Oh, at this was his... after their concerts. It's on, it's on my Facebook. Matter of fact, that picture. Let me see if I can find it while we chopping up. But we just, um, we, uh, we did what we do. And then um, I started to help other MCs. Mm-hmm. Because I seen two things. You know, I learned... I learned uh, how to do consignment in the stores from Ice-T and King-T. They came down here. Uh, we went to Sound Warehouse. <laughs> and we're in the Royal Mall. He's like, I bet this oh, don't even have my records and stuff out. Watch. This is how you handle a shorty like this. This is how you do your business. You hear me? Me and Jam was like, yeah. So we go in. He like, okay, I'm here in concert tonight. Baby girl, what's up? Oh, Ice-T, I didn't recognize. I said, I know you didn't recognize because you don't even have my records out. Should we just pull everything from Sound Warehouse? Is this what we're doing? Why? why? You knew I was coming. We talked to your manager. No, no, no. She goes out, gets the display they had sent a month ago. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. She puts it. She stocks all this stuff up. They're like, oh, 
and people start buying on the spot. Right. They see, I see, and boom, it's on. That's how you handle a snitch like that, is what you tell us. <laughs> she must have lost her damn mind. We go down the, the way mm-hmm. to the other uh, record store that was on the other side of the mall. They got his stuff out. Everything's good. He's selling well. He's like, you'll come to the concert tonight. You already know. Gives us, I'm, I'm in the concert. We get, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, boom. It works like that. And it, 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 it's... Uh, it's just crazy the different uh, uh, camaraderie and and people that you'll meet along the journey of hip hop. It's just nuts. I later meet him as a group called Don Chronicles. Me and my cousin uh, Zim, mm-hmm. we're performing in Aspen with him and Smooth the Hustler, Trigger the Gambler. Okay, it's a club. Um, it's a guy named Mike with a bunch of tattoos. I can't think of his last name right now. You, promoter we get on the stage every time the crowd jumps we go in the air (laughs) jam is trying to dj the dj booth or the dj turntables are hanging from a chain in the air right i said so before we go on stage and find this out i'm like if they jump and it moves we must go in the air you need to think about how you're going to scream. Right. <laughs> and so he's like, they ain't going to be. So me and L.O. start performing. They start going crazy. And they're jumping. And he's going up in the air. Oh, crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm jumping in the crowd. So <laughs> I'm rapping. I jump in the crowd. They start passing me. They pass me through the whole audience. I'm just rapping on my back the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm going, after I finish rapping, uh, my cousin is going. They still passing me. And they like, hold up, get him back up here. Make a bridge. They start putting their hands like this so I could walk on their hands. Mm-hmm. So I walk on their hands back to the stage. Back to the stage. Mike does the same thing. So if you see Mike with his eyebrows is tattooed, his head is tattooed, everything is tattooed. He runs a couple clubs down here, downtown. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I know. Asking, he, um, chances. Yeah, his ass. Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike starts stage crowd walking the same way. I'm like, this, this is when I first meet him, but I'm like, this is nuts. And so Ice T's like, ah, uh, yeah, never rock the car crowd that hard before we go. <laughs> You're like, you got a little something, man. Y'all got a little something. Don Chronicles? Yeah, I said. Yeah, you don't remember us? You did, did, did you showed us how to do consignment. Then he looked at me. He said, Oh, yeah. Yes. I was like, Yeah, it's us. I always gotta absorb that game, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, we learn from you. So <laughs> when you threw ice on us, right? So Ice T was a, a mentor. Um, we had a discussion with Smooth the Hustler and Trigger the Gambler. They were doing a coroner. Mm-hmm. Uh label. I call my man Bugsy and tell him they're going to be at this club in New York. Uh, Esso's or Sylvie's or whatever the thing was. Um, Bugsy ends up taking Crime Family down there. Crime Family gets a deal off of it uh, or something popped off. I got to talk to him to see the full particulars. But he called me he was like, yeah, yeah, they down here. We about to, you know, and then they went on and did their thing. So 
I was like, yo, everything after that is Loon getting a deal with Bad Boy, my man Nitty ending up working with uh, Rick Ross, Meek Mill, some of the some of the best. You um, said writing for him, right? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like to expose that stuff, but yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. He's in that camp for a reason. So and he does his thing, right? Nitty's a, Nitty's always been a dope MC. Nitty, uh, you Bugsy. Said he's kind of um. He's part of some historical shit. We won't. Nitty is. So there's a group. Did I speak on mob style earlier? Not really. No. So. You guys watch a movie called Paid in Full, right. which is based off of the click mob style. Mob style consisted of Rich Porter, AZ, Alpo, um, Gangsta Lou, Pretty Tone, Whip Wop. They had a couple other members, you know, right. that. Nitty. So if you go pull up Pretty Tone Capone, you're going to see a video called FOH, Fuck Out of Here. Um which they just was bumping two years ago. I had no idea it was him, and it's hot. I'm like, damn. Then you hear um, he's with another track with this cat computer from out there. He does another track um, called Point Blank. Tone still got it from Mob Style. Mob Style got like 11 records or so. Mm -hmm. AZ is who... The paid in full movie is after. He's like the main character played by Woody. Right. Um, AZ, in real life, I, when I went to, when I was down in Harlem, me and his brother Chop would hang out occasionally before he passed away. He had the heart attack. Um, Gangsta Lou, who a lot of the movie is about, which they have Alpo do the parts that Lou is actually the one, you know, Lou setting it up. It's about, you know, th those, some of the stuff is what Lou did, not what Alpo did. Mm -hmm. um, tone is, yo, Tone, Tone tone is dope, but Tone tone was, you know, he did his thing. And uh, each member was their own individual in the drug game. Right. They decided to do, uh, if y'all don't mind me speaking mob style, with, with all due respect, my brothers, I... You know, I'm just telling the story. Uh, so when they're doing their thing, N.W.A. pops out. N.W.A. is not really gangsters except for Eazy-E. He's right. really crip-crip. Mob style is some gangsters. Bodies and everything, right? Real deal Holyfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all know the story after and y'all only know part of the story. Y'all not even right. getting the full story. So, you know, um, they actually have a little beef at first. NWA and Mob Style do. <laughs> so, however that played out, you don't go watch YouTube for whatever, or, you know. Mm -hmm. But just being out there and walking the blocks, you know, making sure every, you know, I can only walk around because of Jeff and Gerald Stone. I can only maneuver on the top of Sugar Hill to the bottom of Sugar Hill because Gangsta Lou ain't got no problem with me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can only uh, deal with certain people because me and Mike Boogie and Big L was cool. We ain't had no, you know what I'm saying? We was, we was cool. Um, Nitty. 
very important factor I can maneuver around because Nitty got the clout. These people got clout, and me being, uh, uh, you know, a rapper coming to Harlem, even though, you know, they like, yo, this cat got moxie, he do his thing. Right. You still have to have permissions in the 90s to maneuver. You can't just walk on the block like out here. In Colorado, we could do what it's we want. It's way different. Yeah. It's it's all love or it's, even if it's hate, it's not, you know, not necessarily. Hate, hate. Yeah. It's not like New York or L.A., like you said. No. If you go on certain blocks in New York, you may, you're not coming back necessarily. You know what I'm saying? You need passes. So, you know, when you're in a tight environment like that, walking in polo grounds, you know, uh, you know, uh, yo, who that? You know what I'm saying? They're on it, bro. No, no for I'm, real. I'm me. Clean your plate. What you mean, clean? Put the gun on your head. Mm-hmm. Clean your plate. You snort the coke. Uh, okay, ain't no cop type situation. Yeah, make it you sure. Yeah, so, you know, people try to go tell them stories, but it didn't happen to you. <laughs> you tell them what you heard. Right. So I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying? So this is the things for, for the people who, when you go out there, this is the, some of the stuff in the 90s that you know you have to deal with. So, Do you think back in the day, real quick, it was more realer than it is definitely today? Yeah, because you didn't have the gun. So if your death would be more brutal. So And you wasn't so courageous because you would get your ass whooped. Right. Because you would get your ass whooped, you watched what you would say. Because you couldn't just run and go get the gun. Now, uh, Jeffrey can go shoot the whole school up, you know, and he, you know, oh, look at this little monster. And he was a little monster, but he wasn't brave until he got access to a gun. The more guns we produce, the more people have guns, it's going to be, it's different. This is like a Batman movie now. This is not. It's not regular living. Right. So compared to the 90s, the kids now, they, anything, you know, the youth, um, even just the young adults, they say anything because everybody has a weapon. So no one actually has, you know, and they think you tough because you got a gun. Right. And we used to call you a punk if you pulled out a gun. You would be shamed and put the gun back up and throw your hands. So now it's, it's the the society is totally different. The idea of what a man is is different mentally mm-hmm. because it's based off of machoism and their machoism is a bullet. And you can't, you know, you you, you can never get society back until they run out of bullets. And that's not gonna happen. So, <laughs> I was talking to um, I was telling the homie the other day. Um, do you ever remember the stand up with Chris Rock, where he talks about to you know decrease murders, make bullets like a million dollars? You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. you know it's kind of the same thing. If you fucking made bullets, fucking a thousand, two thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, because you're not gonna just be shooting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everything is gonna be precious again. And it it'd take something like that to reverse what uh, Reaganomics did. I think a big thing with the, the, the that shit too in the youth is just the, the internet. Well, the, you I mean, the internet is not a bad thing. 
No one wants to get their ass beat on, on the internet and go to fucking school the next day and be, you know what I mean? Yeah, humiliated. Well, we had to do that on a regular basis. Yeah. But it, it was wasn't, no big deal. But it wasn't broadcast, though. That's what I'm saying. Who didn't know in your neighborhood, though? You <laughs> but know what still, I'm it's better than the whole world. <laughs> we didn't care. We'd be like, yo, yeah, he got me. Yeah. And then from that, you build friendships. Like I said, I probably fought almost all of my friends. And That makes like a lot, a lot of sense. Like when you catch the heads, you usually end up becoming friends down yeah. the road. And then if he throw hands well, you want him in your corner. Yeah. Because yo, if you you yo, you, you, yeah, he lumped me up a little bit. Yo, let's rock. Let's go. You know, as long as you wasn't like a punk, stealing, telling lies all the time. Yeah, can't Dumb trust shit. you. Yeah. Um, what's the meme where it got uh that little yellow animal, and he be like Arthur, he be like, I will let you come upstairs to my house, but my mama said you steal too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> It's real shit. Yeah, real talk. There's some cousins that can't go, you know, got to be walked to the bathroom. Yeah, you, these characters is not so. Um, the character is lost in this society. Mm-hmm. And so you you don't have, everything is a virtual world. Interacting with real people is strange to you, especially after COVID. That mm-hmm. really messed a lot of stuff up too. And hip hop is a unifier. Hip-hop brings you back to ground zero again. Hip-hop reunites what you should be doing, like going outside, Mm -hmm. playing with other kids, taking a loss in a b-boy battle, emceeing, finding out you're not that lyrical monster, what you said in your basement wasn't that hot, going back to the drawing board, coming outside, getting accepted. You know, hip-hop makes you go through the rituals without getting beat up. Uh, You get love. You find out about girls. Girls find out about guys. You, you you find out about just a whole new culture altogether. You just, everything is unified. People find out about people again. Exactly. Hip-hop. They need to embrace it. <laughs> and one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, which we haven't covered, is um, you said you went to Montbello High School, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's kind of how you met Dez. Yeah. Can, you, can you talk about meeting Dez and all that stuff and just you know? Shout out to my man Sweethead and uh, Swan Swan, my man Swan Blaze, um, and my man uh, uh, Spade Black Blacks uh, Black uh, Godfathers, uh, everybody from the Black Godfathers. Rest your soul, Leon. I can't think of it. Galen. Everybody in there. Um, and my my man, uh, I can't, I don't know why your name slipped my mind. You know you tall, brother, with the dread. You know what it is. All right, so <laughs> everybody over there, gummy everybody. So me and Sweet had a walk-in and a gun. Mm-hmm. A young dude pulls out his gun. Hey, cuz, hey, cuz, for no reason. This is in the Bellows? Yeah, we on the campus. Okay. I always, everybody knew I used to carry a meat cleaver or two. Okay. I pull out the meat cleaver. I say, what? I say, bus. Go on bus. And I always paint the target. Like, don't miss. Yeah. I'm telling him, don't miss. Pick a country. Uh And I'm naming countries he shouldn't go to as I pull the machete and start chasing him. (laughs) So Sweetheart's like, nah, nah. He like like that. He he get nervous moving away. He's like, chill, chill, chill. I'm like... 
I said, you lucky. You lucky my man here. So I put the meat cleaver up. We walk a few more steps. Mm-hmm. Dez and Sammy and like a bunch of girls and like a good number of the school come out. Uh-huh. They like, yo, we heard you could rap. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. I said, what you the local MC? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. My man Dez want to battle you. I'm like, all right, go and spit your bars. He like, you spit first. You know how Dez talk. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm the visitor and you challenging me. You spit. <laughs> so, so he spit his rhyme. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, this clean. So I go in. Uh-huh. <laughs> they like, ah. And then they, some of them stop screaming like, hold up, hold up. We cheering for that. For the wrong, per- for the wrong person, though. I'm like, all right, yeah, what you got? So he spit another. I spit another. <clears throat> he like, yo, you you nice. I'm like, you nice too, yo. We're going to have to connect on something. Mm-hmm. And so we we ended on that. And, uh, you know, we start to chop it up here and there. Just kind of bumping into each other here and there. You guys mm-hmm. do music. And we still didn't lay a track down yet. And uh, he invites me to an event he's having one night. I think it was at the Ogden. His release party, probably. Uh-uh, because no. I performed at that. We're we going to get there. I think it's the Ogden or something. They doing uh, a rendition of Prince's song, Pop Life, but it's called Street Life. Okay. So it's him, Boog, Steve, and somebody else performing with him. I'm like, that joint is dope, because I, I always wanted to take the sample my damn self. Mm-hmm. He got to it first, and that joint was dope. I'm like, yo, this that joint is popping. So... He does his thing, and uh, we start talking. I'm about to make a big move, but they call me. Boog and Steve call me. Um, and Steve and Boog, uh, they ran under pressure with the little dude, with another dude named Steve that had took money from a bank. Uh, about $27 million, he didn't finish the security system. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get a life sentence. And what do you mean by like he didn't finish like the security system? So when you set up a bank, there's certain things for the FDCPA you yeah. have to do. Just being Certain a form- guidelines. Mm-hmm. Being a former escrow specialist and working for a bank. And he, you have to have a certain amount of security for the bank. Mm-hmm. He skimmed on that purposely. So he's holding on to $27 million, basically. So that was supposed to be $27 million spent on the security. Correct. Got you. But he kind of, like you said, did it for $10 million Put it in his pocket. And yeah. kept the twenty-seven. <laughs> and so I'm like, what the heck is going on? So they like telling me, like, yo, we got the... So I had just came from the world supremacy. Mm-hmm. And Steve and Bug approached me. They're like, hey, Chio, you know... This is my man, Steve. Uh, shout out to Sheldon, his brother. Y'all know how Steve talk. He like, I chill. You know uh, that one rapper from New York? Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay-Z. So I'm like, yeah. I know J.J. was running around with me at the seminar. Mm -hmm. He like, that's Boog's favorite rapper. He love that song with the, you know, with the Foxy Brown and all. I'm like, all right, cool. So he wants to bring him down for a concert. So I called Jay because Jay was with us at the Supremacy. And I told him, I said, if we get concerts for you, we're going to bring you down. Right. I connect them, and he brings Jay-Z down to like, Chocolate yeah. City. I remember that. 
right? Uh, Chocolate City was the Tivoli, I believe. Yeah. None of y'all came out to see him. <laughs> he had just came out with that shit. Like, just came out with that shit. Nobody came out to see Jay. <laughs> so, literally, the only people in the building was Dame Dash, Kareem Burke, uh, and Jay-Z, Memphis Bleak. I was there. Stephen Book was there. And I'm saying Dez opened up for him as well, Dez right? was there. And it was one other person walking around there. Um, you remember how much they paid him? It wasn't a lot. Right. It was probably like... He, he wasn't known. Like I said, yeah, I know. Yeah. I remember his shit had just like literally yeah. like maybe a month or two came out and I was like, he was already doing a show here. Yeah. What was it? Reasonable doubt? I, yeah. The, yeah. So he just dropped it <clears throat> and I told him, I said, yo, you my mans, you coming out here. Period. So, boom, they bring him out. The uh, the next show, my man Big Pun, because me and Big Pun was supposed to be in the Hyenas. It's supposed to be me, him, Keith the Walk Watts. What do you mean the Hyenas? Is that a group? Mm-hmm. Me, him, Keith the Walk Watts, and I think it was two other members. Fell apart. Okay. I don't know what happened. And but, when you when you when you said he came out here, are you talking about the show at like the Mason Temple or yeah, something, something like that? Right there. So and I have that on video, and some of that video we show on the Souls of the Rockies video. So that's me performing at Punch Show. Um, he was like, make sure he's there. I was like, yeah. And this know. was like the under pressure. So they kind of started off as like almost promoters bringing out like hip hop acts, right? Yeah. Or yep. rappers, like you said, Jay Z, then Big Pun. Because I've heard about the stories, and one of the homies on the podcast said he was like. I know there's no road, but he's like, I was right there when they were performing, like rapping in the mic with them, like, you know what I mean, like face to face. Like he's like, it was mm-hmm. sick. And then the other, I don't know if you know Foe, Foe, my King man, Foe. Yeah, he Fo said that they up. opened up for him. He was there you know too. What I mean? Yeah, opened up there. for him. But continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nah, Foe and Doe was in the mix. Yeah. yeah, they was there. And so what I'll do, I'll come. I'll let you see the concert because, or not the whole concert, but you'll see me, mm-hmm. um, Funk Flex exhibit. So we're there. My man Zeus is on the video. Uh, shout out to Sienna and Michelle. They on the video. And real quick, what people don't know is Pun came, didn't he come prior to that and play at Elitch's for the first time at Funk Flex? I think so. Like I as part so. of a summer fucking jam. Like he played at Elitch's. Like he played here a couple times. Because I remember seeing it first off like on the fucking, because back then we were kids buying Elitch's passes. Mm-hmm. The summer pass and they had the free concerts. And then like years later... I ran into my homie that I that was homies since high school. His name was DJ Hex, and he was a DJ for Cutting Crew. Yeah, and yeah. he told me that he was the DJ for the Pun concert. He wasn't he didn't DJ for Pun, but he was like the opening DJ, and he was so psyched because fucking Flex DJed for him and fucking used his turntables. And yeah, big pun. That that was the first time at Elitch Gardens. I don't know what year you have to Google it, but it's it's documented. Facts. And then he came again to the Mason Temple, which somebody's mom owned, mm-hmm. supposedly, got forced out, but she was letting people do concerts there, right? Mm-hmm. They had uh, Badass. Um, what's the other cat? Badass was killed. one of my favorite rappers, too. He came with, um, uh, is his name Gonzo? Maybe. He fought with the little blood dude. He ended up dying. He got killed. But Who's that? Uh, the other rapper. He's from Cali. He was up there, not the not at the punk concert, but yeah, he but a whole different. Yeah, and I was like, "What you doing up here, Manny?" 
He's like, yeah, we about to get it in. I said, I didn't even know you was coming in concert, yo. <laughs> so <clears throat> that little Mason Temple had some. The arena was so dope. Mm-hmm. I had never been there. I just heard about it. I had just went to college. <clears throat> it it kind of pissed me off because I wanted to throw fights in there because, mm-hmm. you know, we was doing a – I was – I'm the we president got of the Supreme the, Striking. Yeah, yeah we, we got to the MMA, be another, UFC. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to throw a fight in there because when you walk in there, it's like a gladiator. Oh, right okay, yeah. So I'm thinking, bring them on the stage, <clears throat> walk them down, set the cage up in the middle, put some tables on the floor. Hmm. General admission is around that circle. It's going to be nuts. Couldn't fit the cage in the damn because it turns you know how it turns mm-hmm. to get in so but anyway so the under pressure cats bring out big pun pun Dez is performing there so I got Dez and Sammy uh they on the video in there they doing it my man Kingdom is in there he's performing that night um my man Mac and D is in there I do a freestyle on the video I'll bring it in here and uh pun performs he does Another show in Kansas, I believe, and then he does his last show. He passes away. Yeah, he did. He was, he was. That's what I heard. Six hundred pounds or something crazy. I heard he was huge. Yeah, the homie folks said he was a and big. He used to dude. be little. He used to be so little when I when I, when we would walk the block. True, because True Life. When I was in New York, True Life uh, in Harlem was on the same block. Me and one of his partners, he got like a diamond dog collar and he walked his pits. Uh, we would walk the block a little bit. And Pun came up there before and he was little. Like not. Like, like 200. Built. Yeah. No, he was like 180. Okay. <laughs> he was little. So when I seen him, like that was like, yo, what is going on with Twin? Man, it's crazy. So. It just saw. It was sad to see that, but um, it was the pun joint, and from that, you know, Dez is performing, so they making sure he getting all the good spots, right? Because he's popping, and they were like, honestly, whatever they did, you know, they did. But I mean, well, that's what do it, Steve, mm-hmm. not Steve from Stephen Book, but Steve the from from Hindustan the mm-hmm. the. The uh, Hindu gentleman who uh, had the money from the bank that right. opened up the under pressure would put up the money. And I knew he was putting up money because when when he announces who's going to be on the label and they asked me to be on the label, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. He's got Allison. He's got my man, Day-Day. He's got Dez. He's got my man, Sherm DeMarco. He's got me. He's got... Um, I remember one of the cats named Fu Man. Fu Man, and Fu, there was and there was another, Mr. Fu. and there was another cat, his partner. Oh, we're missing like three dudes. My man that was running with Julox, you was mentioning. Yeah. Um, there he had some, he had some, he had some dope rappers. Yeah, Day, did we say Day Day? Mm-hmm. Day Day was first. Um, as a singer, Allison dope Allison. as a singer. Um, and so we're on the label. And we're putting Dez's album together. So me, him, and Sherm do Project Made. You know, I'm thinking of the hook, and I'm like, all right, we do Project Made. And then they come in with the lyrics, and we we on point. I'm like, all right, we ready. And then uh, 
I was going to start working on my solo stuff. We do the concert at the uh, Ogden. So we've got, uh, he's got Barry Bonds in the building. Big John is in the building. <laughs> we got all of my bellow out there. We right. got a bunch of cats coming up. So we're in the mix, right? We're doing our thing. And then uh, the end of the night, we go to the Crystal Rose. Uh, I'm talking to Zay Boo, my man Zay Boo. Zay Boo steps off. Me, Dez, and our partner AJ are talking. And all of a sudden, somebody starts shooting. They hit AJ, kill AJ. Uh, a cop maces me half to death. I swing on the cop. Uh, <laughs> they rush me inside. Um, it falls apart at the end. It's crazy. Right. Was that the release party? Yeah. Because he, he raps there. about that in his, in his music. Mm-hmm. Desmond Howard was there for him. He ends up moving to Atlanta with Desmond Howard. I remember that. Um, passes away. Because uh, everybody know Des like his drink, man. So, you know, eventually his liver, his situation, you know, got a little crazy. Rush your soul, boy. Um, yeah, I, I seen him at the at the mall for like the last time after, you know, all the stuff he had kind of been through. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what I mean? You know, kind of didn't, you know, we didn't we recognize each other, but we didn't recognize each other. And then, you know, I looked at him and I looked and see. That's dead. He's yeah. dead, right? He's like, yeah, like, what's up, Joe Thunder? And we talked briefly, and then, like you said, a couple months later, he passed, man. But what I was trying to say earlier is, like, what Under Pressure was doing, though, is they were providing the money you need to make it. Like, yeah. that, they had that kind of money. Like you said, if you had fucking $27 million, of course, fucking a half a million, three-quarters of a million going to be nothing to them because... There were people, like you said, they were taking the tactics of puffing them, people with signs on fucking Koufax with Dez's new album, you know, release party at the fucking Ogden, you know what I mean? Like, they were fucking getting it, bro. You seen that yellow Avarex poster all over the city. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, part of that is because I, if you remember when I put out the Thirst CD... You seen thirst all over the city. Mm-hmm. You seen flyers everywhere. If it wasn't a flyer, you seen posters. Um, and I covered most of the city. I'm telling them, I'm like, you got a budget. They like, how should we promote this? I'm like, you have a budget. Let's mm-hmm. go cover the whole city. Guerrilla marketing. We put posters all over everything. If it wasn't a poster, it was a flyer on your car when you came out the club. Uh, or a sticker or fucking something. And it was every club. It wasn't... T- they, we was passing them at country clubs. We- <laughs> <laughs> you go to the Aurora Mall, you come outside, you knew Dez was going to have a new album. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's how you have to do it. And um, most people don't do it like that. They don't understand nah. that. They think YouTube... Um, which I mean is that's good. that's good, but you still have to get my my thing is you always got to get your hometown first, yes. and the only way you get it is by putting it in their face, shoving it down their throat, just like the fucking radio does. You know what I mean? The reason the radio pops is because they're on every fucking day and they're doing it. Yes. If that was you or you had you, you know what I mean, like that, or you're like, you know, like I remember one cat too. Um, I don't even know if he's alive anymore, but he went through some crazy shit. But this cat, Kevin Pistol. 
You remember that moment where you would see his name, like little sticker, stickers and weed paste in there, who is Kevin Pistol? After a minute, you're like, when you see it, you're like, oh, I'm going to check it out. And, you know, he wasn't a bad rapper. So, you know, that that guerrilla marking like that, that getting every time I turn the corner, you see my shit graffiti mentality, you know what I mean? Yes. Is, is part of the lick, is part of the game. Yeah. The internet is too, but you still have to get, start that fan base, like, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, if you have a lot of homies, that's just going to help. Yeah. Shout out to my man T Black too. T Black uh, as a singer, you know, we moved the same way. T Black and we working now. That's my brother, but he that guerrilla marketing yeah, important. Man. If you if you and and it's because his ex girl was plugged into Sunshine Records, right. so he we was always going walking to Sunshine Records, and guess who? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right there, I was. Gonna, you might know, man. What was the name of the record shop that was on the 16th Street Mall between Walgreens and Woolworth? And right next to it was a hat shop that sold Kangos. Was it La Casa del Funk was up the street? No, that that was way later. I'm talking about, yeah, it might be way, oh, might be a little man. before your time. But um, no, that was on Larmer. I'm talking like, I mean, I bought fucking the Boogie Boys album there. About Roxanne, Roxanne there. No, I remember because it and it had an upstairs. You talking about that one? No, nah, I don't. It was right on the 16th Street Mall. I don't think it was an upstairs. No. I think it was just a, a fucking one, one liner. So you know where like Walgreens is now, right? And then if you go Caddy Corner, that used to be Woolworth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it was right next to like three down from Walgreens, but they used to sell vinyl all the time. And that's where I got my first records from. Like like I said, Boogie Boys. See, we were at Wax Tracks to get mm-hmm. our vinyl. If we and wasn't at Wax Tracks, we was at Sunshine. See, that was way later. And Sunshine was way later. Sunshine was like when I was like in seventh grade. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? So I may not have known about I'm gonna have that. To, I'm going to have to Google that shit. Or if, hey, if y'all listen out there and y'all know what I'm talking about, y'all, y'all hit me with the name because... Because the timeline, that was the first shit. And then the second one was Sunshine. Was it Sound Warehouse? Nah, nah. It was it was like a mom and pop shit. Okay. Yeah, and then the second one was Sunshine. And then right like a block away from Sunshine was a Sound Warehouse. Mm. And then third was What's the Place by the Gillian? Oh, by the jail, huh? Uh, was it not? Fuck, I don't remember that guy. That name's either. We bought all our tapes. We bought all our tapes from there, man. <laughs> We bought all our shit. We catch the twenty four. Oh, um, cause he moved. He was in Montbello too. He was in the mm-hmm. corner, but he was in Park Hill in the Dahlia. Center. And oh, actually, that's an OG one too. That's yeah. soup. That's OG. So that. So okay, let me oh, think man. now. That's the second. That's the second round with Sunshine. Yeah. The spot that you're talking about in the Dahlia, because I would ride my. I'm, I grew up in the East Side, right there, kind of Swansea. Yeah. I would ride my bike there to buy albums. And I bought ready for the. I bought like gang of <laughs> yeah. shit from there, bro. Like my homie got killed at the liquor store. Yeah. You know, like years when I was in high school. Years, years later, but I mean, that was a spot too. Is the Dallas? So yeah. So the first shit, like we're saying, was the shit on the 16th Street Mall. First record, record rap, R and B. I bought Midnight Star, and then the second one was Sunshine on Colfax and the place in the Dahlia. Yes, and. It- why can't I remember the name? Because we would be over there all the time. Yeah, they had the dope-ass shit, bro. It pissed me off because other people would steal from him. Mm-hmm. But we would buy from him, and he would treat us raggedy. Ah. And I, I was like, why are you acting like that all the time, man? <laughs> and then they moved. He had his spot in Montbello. 
Yeah. After that, I don't remember that. I just remember the, the Dallas fight. Like I said, I was a kid riding my bike mm-hmm. from fucking Forty Fourth and fucking Vasquez, or God, you know what I mean, up to up to what Park Hill, Thirty Fourth and Park. Yeah, because we was on thirty. 30 second and never had stuff. no trouble but that's when you could do like I said dog we were the last ones to grow up our generations were the last motherfuckers that were allowed to grow up and have fun and be fucking teenagers that shit didn't start going down till my senior senior year but like for real I'm a Mexican kid riding my bike from 40th in York so to fucking the Dahlia to buy records bro <laughs> 30 second and Dahlia you know what I'm saying Man, with I'm, a fuck on a huffy, not even a tight ass bike, bro. Not even like a be- a like a diamond hu- back. Oh yeah, a fucking huffy, bro. <laughs> and I was just telling my parents, my mom, I'm gonna go buy some records, and they're like, you know what I mean? And I fucking die. <laughs> Didn't have to worry about shit like that back then, bro. See, and that's bro. because you had to fight. Yeah, it wasn't no, it couldn't just shoot you. You had to fist fight. Yep. And and at the, at the worst, you might get stabbed. But most of the time, you was you you had to get busy. If yeah. you wasn't going to get busy, you had to shut up. Exactly. Because you would get beat up gonna, with something. Yeah, we're going to have to find out the names of those spots, bro, because yes. there's a little timeline right there. Uh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me uh, later to, tonight, too. Um, but we would do that. And uh, where was we at? Where was I? Talking about, um, we was kind of at the end of the under pressure stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under pressure. So, were you, were you there when they got? So we haven't talked about. They definitely got raided. Were you there when that shit all went down? How did you get the news, or what the fuck went on? People lost albums. It was crazy. Yeah, I wasn't there for the physical raid. Hmm. Um, but you had to get a phone call like, "Don't go to the studio." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go to the studio for you today. It was so crazy because I had just did some records, mm. and me and um. And this is how I ended up going to uh, what's it called Street uh, York Street Records. Okay. Um, we had records we had just finished in there. Me and Sherm just did a dope record, and we couldn't get it out of there. I heard, yeah, I heard all that shit got lost. Allison seized. had a Allison had a whole, had a whole album, album seized. Album was dope. I think Des was the only one that got the album out, right? Day Day and Day Day album was dope. Um. <sighs> Like I said, they're putting the money behind it, bro. He had twenty-seven million. We didn't even need a mill. We just needed a quarter mill. One thing I was always told about Dez is he always had the sweet and he always had chronic. And this is before no one had chronic back then. And he always had like a zip. I heard on him like twenty-four. And like I said back then, we were all smoking Reggie. It was, it was not even smoking, but you know what I mean. Like we were smoking like that. No, I I was. To, to, this is because uh, I would move weed. I was in the Allbrooks. And when I, I put it in the rhyme with me and Sherm, fake, you will never sell a pound in dimes, throwing up gang signs in your fantasy rhymes. And here he come. It's Fig and Bump Johnson, Cronery and Bronson, Hero to Piro, Substance De Niro. You know, so, and the song was called I'm Not a Rapper. I'm not a rapper, I'm the get king man, I'm the pop thing man, I'm the, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a rapper, I smack it, click, clack, push your wig back, smack and get that, all that extra stuff, right? So, matter of fact, it, it's on YouTube, I'll let you hear it before I roll it. <laughs> you got to show me some, send me some links, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, we do that, later Jeezy, you know, say the same line. 
Sold a whole pound in dubs. Ha <laughs> ha. You know what I'm saying? So this is stuff we already pushing out. 90s to 2001. Um, they get seized. Once they get raided, I go over to York Street. Me and um my man from O2P, Jay from O2P, um, we do a track. Uh, uh, my other partner, G, was in there, uh, 2G. And uh, some other cats, we doing tracks. We, you know, we laying them down. Even before that, I'm messing with my partner from. Uh, hey, who's talk, who? Real quick, who's who's who? We, who's dealing with, or who's um? You said the York Street Studios. Yeah, York Street Records. Um, was that like I'm thinking maybe Soul P? Uh uh-uh, uh no? This is uh let <laughs> let loose. Uh uh-uh, that's my man's too. But he's over there with uh my boys um. Raw Shun in them, my yeah. man Black Hood in them, me Black Hood and Scooby, when we used to do freestyles together. Shout out to Hood and uh, Scooby. Um, uh, what is, what is his damn name? The ah, it's in my head too. Anyway, he did real estate. He's kind of uh, used to lift Big weights. Okay. Yeah. Sharon, my man Sharon. Yeah. So Sharon is running York Street. They coax me over there because Sherman's going over there, supposedly. So Sherman's there. I'm over there. We go in there. Me and 2G and 2G's cousin put together some records. Before we even go over there, let me stop. I, I dropped my third CD. I'm like, I got to get something out there, Ben. Right. So I'm messing with this cat from the mafia, my man Lance. Lance, um, cause he knows uh, one of my uh, sparring partners and my my partner Andre, we're all at 3D Martial Arts together. <clears throat> Dre was doing business with Lance, you know what I'm saying? In in the fight game, Lance is building clubs. He's the one who rebuilt Larimer 21. Okay, he's the one who owned the Diamond Cabaret, and he's the one who built Kitties upstairs. When he finds out he's gonna go do time. He ends up selling those to uh, some Russian dudes that we know. He gives me some money, and I give up some money for my project, Thirst. So I'm doing my Thirst CD. <clears throat> I grab Cavalier, my man Akil. And Cavalier, man, the producer or rapper? The producer. My man yeah, Cavi. What up, Cavi? Uh, we was just working together not too long ago, too. <laughs> so Cav... Uh, Akil, my my brother Akil, and 2G, my man 2G. So those three are on my CD. So you know my beats is on point. Right. So we go do the third CD. The third CD do does well because I'm doing consignment. I'm putting posters everywhere. I'm moving. I do. I think I sold like close to ten thousand or something like that. It was close to that. Yeah. That's- <clears throat> so I didn't really open my mouth about too much. I just was like, yeah, I just did that. We <laughs> so I'm in I'm I'm in the stores and then I'm still traveling back and forth to New York, but now I'm like I got a hold on this. Right. So I'm gonna just push because my man Loon got his record deal. Or was my man's uh he got his deal. They didn't call me. I wrote the rhyme. I wrote the battle rhymes for Lady Luck. She got her record deal off the battle rhymes. Mm-hmm. 
She doesn't call me. <laughs> Bugsy is orchestrating their deals. Leela and her uncle gets uh, money from Sony. He comes in there with like a $100,000 watch on one of the dudes that was with us. Um, knowing the circumstance, he like, yo, how you got a diamond watch on? <clears throat> and I ain't got no car. I ain't gonna... We, they like, get them out of here. So we... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm like, yo, you can't wild out like that. But you calm down. You know, not everybody's broke either out here, over here. Right. So Frank puts in the rhyme. <clears throat> uh, Murder Induced by Chill was the name, M-I-C. Back in the day, he puts in the rhyme. Far from simplistic with them $1,000 plane tickets because I was spending a G and some change to fly to New York mm-hmm. every time. He like, how you doing that? I'm like, you know, you already know. <laughs> so, you know, we gotta, we taking chances just to make music to right. try to f- make a difference. You know what I'm saying? And try I got a like- crew behind me. Yeah, it's pictures. We talked to my man Dallas. Dallas and Chris Christmas had pictures. If they ever pop up, I'm hanging from one arm off the pole, off the little bar areas in Montbello where you in them little ditches. Yeah. Holding a gun. Uh, my crew is around me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We taking pictures like that. We, right. Um, I'm in another picture with a big, huge bag of chronic and a gun and <laughs> my dreads and gold teeth. You won't recognize me, hopefully. We there. And we in the room. Picture. And I'm like this. So, you know, I'm... I'm trying to get out of that situation so we can start to, you know. And they're offering me deals for, like I said, we had half a million on the table. We had 300000 from Shot Kem and them. Um, half a mil came from Def Jam. Quarter mil came from Puffy. So-and-so was doing this. PMD and DOS Effects app. They was like, yo, you coming with us, kid, mm-hmm. right? Right? I'm like, yeah, we rocking. And so I'm thinking we about to go. We about to set the vehicle off and nothing happens. Now you're in a situation. So under pressure had to be the next thing for me. Right. So um, what happens? After that, after that Crystal Rose affair where AJ gets killed and all that other crazy stuff happens, mm-hmm. everything quiets down for a minute. I tell Zabu, I see my man Zabu, I said, yo, somebody was trying to kill us that night. He said, same thing. He tried to get me too. It's weird. I said, yeah. I said, whatever you're doing, knock it off. Just shut everything down. Right. He's like, you think so? I said, shut everything down. Somebody, some's, somebody's talking. And so they come, they lock up Zabel. They, they, they ask me a bunch of questions and follow me around real heavy. Um, after they follow me around real heavy, uh, they go and they lock up the under pressure stuff. Mm-hmm. Once they lock everything up, I'm like... What's the next move? <laughs> we I mean, go to York Street. So we go to York Street Records, yo. And there it is. And that's Under Pressure's story. They put out Dez. Dez was hot. Even Desmond Howard is pushing for Dez at the time. Right. And uh, for whatever reason or another, he doesn't put out another one that's with off and pop. And I'm like, Desmond, you got paper. But remember... 
there was an issue at the club. Uh, me and Jam was DJing that night, and uh, the Bronco gets killed. Remember? Darren Williams, yeah. Yeah. And I just walked him to the limo. I remember that shit. And then uh, he got whacked. So it was crazy. Hold on, honey. I'm doing an interview. So stuff like that just can... Uh, it can derail the whole situation. Not for sure, for sure. Then Dez moves in with Desmond, and they're in Atlanta. Yep. And so I'm assuming he had no wants or worries. I talked to him about that. He said it was kind of fucking shitty out there because everyone was hating on him because he was not from Atlanta, and he was the cat from out of town type shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, you got to fight through that adversity. That's what's going to happen. You know? When I went to New York, it wasn't Peaches and King. It was, oh, you think you could rhyme? Mm -hmm. Prove it, yeah. And they come up and start getting at you, right? Mm -hmm. Case in point. Charles Sutton, shout out to you. Shout out to my, <laughs> shout out to my, to my other partner over there, Scotty. Scotty from Character Music. You mm -hmm. know what it is? They family. So, <clears throat> I come. We go to Charles Sutton's joint. He just buys Prince's old board with all the sounds and stuff. Right. In so, you know, we're, we're, and you, you know them from the Source uh, magazine. They do the Madden um, football tournaments over there. Okay. So this was a double whammy. So I'm in there. <laughs> I'm in there. I just come in there. We chilling. We vibing. And somebody tells Nafis, my, the cat Nafis. Nafis did some records too. Nafis is dope. Mm -hmm. They like, yo, that's the dead. that's the cat from the world supremacy battle. He was on stage with Mob Deep and the um uh the cellar dwellers and uh um what's my other dudes? Bushwhackers and them. Right? So he starts trying to battle me. I said, yo, is he signed? They like, we gonna sign him, we gonna sign him. I'm like, you don't wanna battle me in front of them, man. Because back in the day, if you tried to battle somebody uh -huh. and you had a record deal on the table, that wasn't going to work for you. <laughs> if you lose the battle, you're going to lose your deal. <sighs> he tries to battle me. I tell him, stop. <laughs> nah, I could take you. I could take you. So he spits his bars. I sp I'm going off the head. This one, I'm nice off the head. Right. And I kill his dude. <laughs> So I kill him the first round. Everybody like, oh, God. They like, nah, nah, that's just warm up. Everything's good. So Charles like, Nafis, that's what you got? Go again. Go again. I said, I said, Charles, man, don't do that to him. We, we good. We, right. we straight. Nah, I can take you. He goes again. <clears throat> Bugsy like, tear him down. So I, I basically, the next rhyme lost him his record deal. Jeez. <laughs> so we... So now Charles is kind of mad because that was his dopest MC, he thinking. Right. So I'm like, and Scotty's already about to bring me up there to try to be like, yo. So I mess it up even more. We're playing Madden. Charles won the last Madden tournament. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, man, you don't want to play that, man. Calm down. He like, what? We do this for money and all that. I'm like, yeah, but we're different. Me and my clique is different. So we play. I got my Steelers. He got his squad. It's like, what did I score? 55 
Damn. It's like 55 to 14. Oh, shit. So the last play, and this was the last straw. I catch uh, the ball. I throw it to Hines Ward, and I run to the end zone. And before I get that, I put, I put the stick down. I said, yo, you had enough. We good. I pat him on the shoulder. He like, no, nah, we got Rematch. <laughs> that was the third game. It was done. Mm-hmm. But he, he, it was funny. But at the same time, he was like, yo, this little kid came in here and blew out our best rapper. And then he kicked my ass on the mat. And this is my bread and butter, right? <laughs> so, I mean, shout out to my man, Scotty. Shout out to my man, Tumbling Dice. <laughs> right, right. This is, that was the end of Nafis' career, as as y'all know it. He ended up coming out later, but. It was never the same. No, not after that. <laughs> These moments, man, from funny moments, mm-hmm. just some funny stuff would happen, man. Well, on that note, you're just going to have to stick around and wait for part three. Part three. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it tomorrow. We'll uh, be back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>